Yo, what's good, everybody? I just wanted to let you guys know that the summer collection of the standard drops Monday, July 25th. If you are a guy who wants to take your life to the next level, as well as wear some of these amazing suits, be sure to sign up for a waiting list via the link below. Go to theaffluentstandard.com. Thank you guys so much. Look forward to seeing you join the standard, and let's get started with today's video. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz, and welcome to another conversation. We are here in the one and only Washington DC. We had a standard meetup and pop-up shop. So excited to be able to connect with all the amazing men in the DC area. And as you guys know, the standard is a luxury suit company that I recently started, as well as a community of extraordinary men committed to excellence. And one of the best parts about the standard is that we're creating a better society, healthier society of amazing men. But as we've been building up the men, we're like, man, we want to have more conversation with women as well because men and women are better together than apart. So I said, man, I want to reach out to some dope women from all across the country and sit them down and to learn from them, from their experiences and just to have uplifting, positive conversations. So I'm excited to introduce to you guys somebody who I've been talking to for quite a long time. She has a mutual passion about somebody <laughs> who you all know who I love so much with my heart. So guys, please, without further ado, welcome the one and only Sherlynthia. <laughs> yes, the one and only. The one and only. <laughs> Sherlynthia, thank you so much for coming out today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So for the people who don't know who you are and what you do, can you give a bit of an elevated pitch synopsis about who you are and what you do and all that good stuff? <laughs> I just am a girl who likes to take pictures, um, <laughs> spout about psych stuff, and uh, just be cute about it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> pictures, it. psychology, cuteness. I think that's a great, that's a simple <laughs> to the point. And one of the main reasons that we wanted to connect with you, because we realized you have a passion and an interest for the work of Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. I'm yep. telling you, you do not meet many women <laughs> who share my passion for Dr. Peterson. What made you get into like Dr. Peterson, this type of content? Um, so honestly, I discovered him last year. It wasn't even long ago. Oh, wow. I was just on YouTube and I kept seeing this, you know, the algorithm gods really wanted me to watch this video. You, you probably already know it. The mm. one with, ah, it was the female journalist. Oh, Kathy Newman. Yes, your Kathy yes. Newman interview. <laughs> was always on my feed and I would just ignore it and just yes. ignore it and I'd just go watch something else, but it wouldn't go away. Mm. So I was just like, you know, I was bored one day and I just clicked and watched it. And I just was flabbergasted by poor communication mm. <laughs> by the journalist. Oh, okay. I couldn't believe it. And a lot of the stuff he was saying was very concise and pretty um, straight to the point, common sense. It was like, you know, you know that kiss yeah, theory, yeah, like yeah, 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 keep yeah, it yeah. simple, stupid. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it just uh, it just connected. And so I just watched another video, and then it turned into a whole day where I was just sitting watching Dr. Peterson That's talk awesome. about. Um, being responsible and and especially I don't you know he doesn't even really say men but he talks a lot about men um, because a lot of his audience is men and I, I feel that it applies to me as well mm. you know so yeah. it, it touched me and then I read his um, book 12 rules for life yeah. and I was like wow yeah no that's awesome yeah. so there's this like principle in the Bible that I found and I kind of live by where a lot of times when you see 
biblical commands, it says men, men, men. It's like these commands to men. Mm -hmm. But women who are receptive to positive messages, they naturally receive it themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty dope that though the message may at times appear to be for men, how a lot of women are able to receive the message and apply it to their everyday lives. I agree. Um, I also think it's just probably more so the time that it was written, you know? Yeah. You see men and it's just, they mean people, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I don't I don't go so deep into being like, well, does, does it have to be, does it mean yeah, well? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. you know, and, the, and from that source, it comes from God and we're all of course. His children, so he means all of us. Of, of course, sweet, sweet, sweet. So. Here's where I'm interested in, in learning from you because I'm, I'm always curious to different people's experiences and obviously, you know, as a person that's really deep in psychology, you're probably always interested in human nature, male, female nature, all that good stuff. So from your personal experience, mm -hmm. what would you say is the most consistent man that you meet? that tries to talk to you in a romantic setting. So what is the most consistent archetype? What is his behaviors? What are some of the things that you've seen from your personal experience, the most consistent thing with guys? I would say that, I wouldn't say there's anything particularly like, you know, in the DMV area, it's so diverse. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that physically I meet a consistent type of man. Um, I would say. Well, probably... you said physically, you you do meet or you don't. No, I don't. No, okay, no. physically. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. But um, I would say because they all come from different backgrounds and different beliefs. What was but... What is probably the most similar emotional characteristics or like temperament or personality trait? You know, what are, what are some of the things that you've realized? Or these are the most consistent things I'm seeing in guys. The guys that I attract tend to be very outgoing. Mm. Um, but they all, they are all very receptive to how I carry myself. So that's one thing that I always would say for women is if you, you know, you kind of set the tone for however a meeting is going with a guy, no matter how different they are. If you have, if you carry yourself with respect, well, he's going to match that, mm. right? And so since I, I, I aim to carry myself with high respect, they treat me that way. And they all are pretty outgoing, pretty, you know, confident, and they maintain that vibe okay. that I maintain, Okay. you know? So outgoing, confident, what would you say is something that you don't like, <laughs> that you may see be a byproduct of that personality. So they're outgoing, they're confident. What are some of the things you're like on the I, negative side of the thing I see a the A guy most? that's in his head, he can't let loose, he can't have fun, he can't laugh. Really? Yeah, if a guy, if I meet a guy, well normally I can weed that out before even meeting them. Yeah. They are just wound too tight or they have it pegged to what they feel I am or they, to mold themselves into being what they think that mm. a woman they're trying to attract would like yeah. it's like oh no yeah. i just because a lot of the time i just want to have fun and laugh yeah you know if you're funny and outgoing that's kind of it yeah. you enjoy yourself but if you're in your head how can you enjoy yourself with anyone mm. <laughs> <laughs> no what it's, it's interesting you made a point where you said a lot of guys mm -hmm. try to be who they think that you want them to be or who they feel like you are. One of the biggest things I've noticed with men is that a lot of men, they don't have an identity mm -hmm. that's firm in what, who God said they are. Mm -hmm. So instead they find their identity in women or what a woman says they are. Yeah. So what would you, in your opinion, from your experiences, what are some of the behaviors that men are trying to do that you're like, okay, they're, they're trying to fit this archetype because they think that will attract me or make me more interested in who they are? I would say probably 
probably macho mm. and not macho not like oh you know he's trying to be a man and like take care and be a provider i mean just he can't let <laughs> like, they yeah. can't take a joke yeah. you know so I, I love jack harlow okay and you know jack harlow his humor is a little out there okay but it's funny it's yeah. not it's not stuck like in dark? this it's dark, it's irreverent. Like, it's like, like Andrew Schultz, kind of? You know Andrew Schultz is? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. okay, yeah, 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 okay. So he's not, you know, if, if a guy is in his head of this thing where I have to be the strong Superman type, yeah. um, I, I can't let her see me sweat yeah. or falter. I can't crack a funny. I can't talk about anything that could possibly make me look feminine. It, it has to be just this uh, blown up, straw man yeah. of what a guy is supposed to be. Yeah. It's not fun because it's fake. That's not how any man is. Of you course. Know? People are a lot more dynamic than that. Let, let's play Let's play pseudoscientist. Okay. Why is that guy behaving that way? I'm curious to your opinion. I, I have an opinion myself. Because they don't know who they are. Okay. I mean, you said it before. Like, if you know who you are and you're kind of comfortable in that, yeah. you just express it. But if you're not, you're going to mold yourself into something that you wish you could be or you think other people would like. Mm. It's that kind of thing where you're trying to appeal to the masses that you end up being nothing at all. That's deep. You know? Yeah. And no one appreciates that. Anyone can tell that that's a fake. No, that's so good. I think on one layer, 100%, right? right? You know, if you don't know who you are, you're trying to put on masks to appease people. Mm -hmm. you're, try, you're, you're insecure in your personality. That's one level. Another level I think is quite interesting is this idea of how animals mate. Mm -hmm. So usually when animals mate, generally speaking, the male of the, male of the species kind of does an act of service for the female of the species to be able to attract her and to be able to garner the romantic interest. Right. So what I've noticed when guys are with very attractive women, mm -hmm. they feel the need to overcompensate. You know, like I said, because they're not as confident in who they are today, right. you're like, yo, I have to be extra macho, extra masculine, <laughs> extra tough, extra confident, right. extra stoic. I can't show her no feelings, you know? Right. Like, so there's this um, this this um, side of men where they're trying to overcompensate because they believe that will attract that woman. Right. And in reality, what I've noticed is for a lot of guys, that does work mm -hmm. for a lot of different women. Mm -hmm. But then you might come across one or two where now this strategy that once was successful is highly inefficient. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. <laughs> right. No, I agree. But I feel that it depends on the type of woman you're trying to attract. Yeah. Because you know, there's, there's a lot of people that don't know who they are. So they're all just you know, putting up this image and social media kind of inflates that because yeah. you're able to create whatever image you want, whatever persona you want. But then when you get in person and you start talking to that person and, you know, it's, you know, real unfiltered right off the dome, yeah. you can't fake that. And then I feel when you encounter someone that is strong in who they are and they're expecting that from you, it all falls. What do you think is the biggest misconception people have about you? Um, misconception about me? Uh, I would say, so it's different. I feel that with women, they tend to... Um, kind of common you know you get the, the jealousy so it's like oh well she's stuck up mm. a lot of people a lot of women think I'm stuck up the first thing they think is like oh I can't talk to her because she just thinks she's better than everyone mm. um, and then with guys um, most times I'm pretty I can get along with guys pretty well yeah. um, but I would say uh, some guys try to tell me that I can't be attractive 
and smile. Mm. And I hate that. I hate that. I'm just like, what does that have to do with anything? What do, you know, they're just two completely different things. One's inside my brain, and then the other is just my physical features. And I can't help if I'm attractive. Yeah. Um, but I don't see how I can't be either. <laughs> Want to share my theory? Sure. <laughs> Let me show you my theory. Sure. I told this story a couple years ago, but I'll tell it to you because you may not have heard this story. Mm -hmm. If you guys heard it already, I'm sorry. Listen to it again. <laughs> It'll be all right. <laughs> so my pastor had four children, mm -hmm. six, but four of them were biological. Two of them were adopted. I love you guys. Hope you guys are, if you're watching this, please love you. <laughs> so his first three children were all girls. Mm -hmm. The fourth was a boy. Mm -hmm. Daughters, all rock stars, super intelligent, super articulate, super great in conversation, communication, all that good stuff. At the age of two, his son was struggling with communication skills. Yeah. He couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. They were nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what's going on? But when his sisters were his age, they all could talk what's, what's happening. So they thought maybe he had a speech problem or he maybe have like, you know, vocal issues. Mm -hmm. Took him to see a speech, a speech pathologist to be able to investigate what's going on. Mm -hmm. The speech pathologist took 20 minutes with the child and said, I know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. Parents like, what, 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 what is it? He said, what I want you to do tomorrow when you go home or today when you go home, mm -hmm. watch how his sisters treat him and you'll know the answer as well. Mm -hmm. They go home. When, this, when the little boy wanted some food, he pointed to the food. Sisters got it for him. Mm. When he wanted a toy, <laughs> he pointed to the toy. They got it for him. He never had to use his words because his older sisters babied him so much, gave him whatever he needed. He never had to use, he could talk. Right. He's never had to, he just had, yeah. you know? So he was kind of given this luxury of not being able to use his words yeah. and get things from people. Right. Most of us, that's not our lives, some people it is. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, I think what some men experience is that with some beautiful women, they get their whole lives without ever having to build that intellectual skill right. because they can get things given to them right. just by being beautiful by showing up in a room and men will shower them with gifts men will shower them with with attention the time. halo effect exactly yeah. you know and then uh, oh psychologists <laughs> the halo effect <laughs> the halo effect and then next people psych people think oh she's beautiful she must be this and so you never actually have to be these things and so i think that is something that unfortunately a lot of men um, they project when they see very attractive women because life experiences them show them that it's usually a certain way. Yeah, and that's just so unfortunate because that's not how my life has been. You know, I was a little bit of an ugly duckling. Um. Come on, <laughs> let's not play this game. <laughs> no, so, no, well, no, no. Me to build a personality. Okay. You know, I what age? People. What age? Cause I'm gonna hit up your high school, <laughs> middle school friends after this. What age was this ugly duckling? I'm gonna season? tell my mom to put her Facebook <laughs> in private. Um, I would say definitely from middle school until. I felt that I didn't feel confident to, in my looks until I was probably 18, 19. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Private or public school? Oh, public. <laughs> okay. Major demographic of your school? Oh, it was mixed. Um, a lot of Hispanic, so a lot of Latinos, a lot of um, blacks, a lot of Asians and whites. So it was just a melting pot. Is it, is it safe to say that there was a certain look in your school that was in that may not oh, be. Yeah. What was that oh, look? Oh yeah. Well, everyone had. Well, the girls my age. I was a late bloomer, so everyone had like curves. Mm -hmm. You know, 
boobs, but um, they had, um, I had for the longest, these Afro puffs. <laughs> and then I would get braids. Um, and so, but you know, the look that was in was kind of, you know, uh, like, they looked like IG models, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were in the era of Instagram, so everyone had like this long, beautiful hair, everyone wore makeup. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup in high school. Yeah. Uh, I wore, you know, the most I would have was like eyeliner, <laughs> lip gloss, that yeah. was it, yeah. you know? So um, yeah, everyone was able to get manicured and, yeah. you know, photo ready and I had to go because I woke up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, there definitely was a particular look. Yeah, because usually when women tell me that, it's not, this is my opinion, it's not that they were like ugly duckers, like they were unattractive, mm -hmm. it's that there was a certain look that was in in their environment, mm -hmm. and the moment they left their environment, they were like, oh wow, actually, that look is only here, and there's so many other people who appreciate my look, right. and actually, my look is the best right. look, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what I've noticed in my, from my experience. Am I, am I going somewhere? Yes, because okay. in the high school, we, you know, my mom would always tell me I was pretty, but I was just like, wow. You know, you're supposed to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in college, you meet so many different people, and I was like, oh no, you know, like you said, like no, it wasn't that ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever school you were at, ladies. <laughs> right, <laughs> <Just like>. right. <laughs> but no, that's that's good. And so, so you feel like when you were younger, because there wasn't a lot of male attention, you were able to develop a lot of those interpersonal skills. It's so funny. One of the most common things I I hear from women that I find who have the beauty and the character component as well, is they always describe that that ugly duckling season mm -hmm. where they had to build their social skills, their conversation skills, their interpersonal skills. Yeah. So, so no, I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, you know, and also being a military brat, I wasn't able to ever just sit in one place mm -hmm. and build a foundation. You know, yeah. everyone has like that group of friends that they grew up with, I never had that. Mm -hmm. You know, just me, my sister, and my family. So I really had to build yeah. social skills because if I didn't, I wouldn't ever be able to meet people and make connections because I was moving around so much. So, you know, it's it's a good thing to learn. Yeah. It's really good because the beauty, like, I don't know if you watch Judge Judy. I watch Judge Judy. Of course, Judge Judy. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, I'm 90s baby. She yeah. says all the time, you know, beauty fades, dumb is forever. Yeah. And I never wanted to be that person, mm. you know, because it's very unattractive. I love everything that you said. So I, I, I'm glad we're on this subject matter because I was very curious to this. I think one of the biggest challenges mm -hmm. as an attractive wo woman is perception. Okay, yeah. And there's, and everyone unfortunately judges people. Yeah. Right? And, you know, you naturally said, I don't want to be, you know, the, the dumb hot girl. Mm -hmm. So I want to be beautiful and be a woman of character and intelligence. So you build a lot of those skills. And so when it comes to the projection of attractive women, I find sometimes there's like this delicate balance mm -hmm. and there's this catch 22 where it's difficult to be able to find what is the balance between I'm beautiful and showing my beauty right. versus I'm vain and going down this path. Because one of the things I really loved about our conversation initially was how big, how big of um, God and faith is in your life. I mm -hmm. love that about you. And so, how do you navigate that balance between, okay, like, you know, God made me this way, so I ain't gonna hide my talent. <laughs> I ain't gonna hide the talent. But then it's also this balance where you're like, I don't wanna be perceived as a certain way. How do you navigate that balance? 
if you asked my dad, you'd probably say I don't. Ah, <laughs> I don't. My dad, he wants me to like, you know, wear no makeup, be all natural, and like, you know, you have like a nut? Yeah, all day. Um, I just feel that you, it would, what that balance is by having something more than your looks be the focus. Having something to give you substance to fortify your personality and your character, finding something meaningful to do. Yeah. Because um, it's real easy to rest on your laurels and be all obsessed about your looks. But I feel for women especially, your looks are kind of done by the time you're in your 40s, okay. in your 50s. There's always, there's always going to be younger, prettier girls. So what are you going to do when you can't use your looks anymore? You that. have to find something more fulfilling. And then that's where, you know, Judge Judy comes in with like beauty fades, dumb as forever. So yeah. if you're dumb as a rock, you're kind of screwed <laughs> yeah yeah no i like that so so basically what you're saying is that you counteract that by building other attributes besides your beauty yeah. do you ever find it in regards to projections like social media do you ever find it where there's this dance where you're like okay i can't control how people perceive me but at the same time i can control what i'm putting out do you ever find this d d um, dance and this balance between, okay, like, I want to be portrayed this way, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to put these things out, and then sometimes you go too far, sometimes you're like, okay, I'm too conservative. Do you ever feel like there's this balancing effect that you're trying to navigate, or do you not just care about that at all? No, because I post what I want to post, um, and if people don't like it, they can get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> or unfollow. Or, or that. <laughs> um, there's only one thing, the only, the only thing, the hard line where I won't pass is, I get this question all the time, it's like, oh, where's your OnlyFans? Or where's, when are you going to put out, you know, more provocative content? It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. So that's the line that I draw. But if it's about being cute and feeling feminine and attractive and wanting to post it, if I want to post myself in a swimsuit or if I want to post myself, you know, just you know, whatever I do, then post it. Okay. Um, and if people feel, you know, if people feel that it's projecting um, or harming the image of, you know, when a woman's supposed to be, that goes back to what I was saying, like where people are like, well, if you're so smart, why are you sexy? And it's like, <laughs> it yeah. it's more of a personal problem. Yeah. So I don't try to, monitor that for people that people are going to believe whatever they want to believe about me um and being someone who let's say if i was a woman who projects like this good woman this good natured image if i'm not really that mm. it's real fake yeah you know so in regards to the provocative line would you say that's like lingerie would you say that's like no clothes or like what what to you is that oh like I, I'm never gonna post this if I was ashamed of, of my family knowing about it yeah. I wouldn't post it yeah. um, and that's something that I always feel is where you leave it for the bedroom right of course like that real personal stuff like I wouldn't ever post something like in lingerie I feel like I, I feel like it depends on the gathering so if you're at the beach and you're in a bikini that's fine but if you're just chilling at home and you're wearing your fenty lingerie <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. just taking pictures <laughs> of it, it's kind of like well yeah. what are you doing that yeah. for um 
So there's definitely like a, a time and a place to take certain pictures. I don't think that there should be a hard line on what's provocative or whatnot. But if, you know, it's just kind of like, if it's not needed, why post it like that? Yeah. Um, but again, if, if I was embarrassed, like if my mom were to see it, I'd be like, no, 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 I don't want my mom to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. be like, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't post that. No, that's good. Cause I, I'm, I, I'm always curious because it's like, I truly believe that if God made you a certain way, mm -hmm. you don't want to hide your talents. Like what, like one of my biggest things, uh, I guess I'm just confessing now. <laughs> but one of my biggest things was like, I, I was, I really was into fitness, mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of women didn't know how into fitness I was. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, yo, like me being really fit is an attractive quality and an inspirational thing. It's attractive to women, but it's also inspirational to men because men are like, yo, how can I get fit? How can I get in shape? So I was like, for years, I was like, I don't want to ever post any like shirtless content. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't, cause I want to, I want to, you know, cross these lines. But that realized, I was like, yo, like God made you this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like God made you this way and you're promoting it from a healthy, safe space and you know who you are and your values, right. you can post it. And so, you know, I did. <laughs> and you know, the the, the DMs were bobbing. <laughs> but 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 to me, that's when I, I have a lot of compassion for women, especially women who are trying their best to because it's not as easy with women when you're a little bit more curvier because some things that you wear might be perceived as provocative and yes. then the, the flatter girls, respectfully, <laughs> the flatter girls respectfully right. can't wear them. Right. So I really respect that balance and I really respect your thought process and hearing these things because I feel like a lot of men are not as as aware of the person behind the, 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 the images that they like on social media. Right. And, um, but like you said, in context, so you were at the gym and you were working out and there was a shirt picture it wasn't just you chilling you know in the corner of your room yeah it wasn't that bad you know, you know the dudes have that bedroom shot yeah. on the bed you know with the white bed sheet i tried one though but it didn't look good right <laughs> and it's just like you know context matters and i think uh, I, w I wouldn't even say that it's a you know a man or a woman thing i feel like social media just makes it so impersonal mm. because it's not just men that come to me talking crazy there are women who come to me talking really? crazy on my instagram yeah is crazy it, stuff out of a hundred how many percent men how many percent women oh <laughs> my demographics no in regards i know your demographics with oh, that you okay. gotta share that i already know where that's at <laughs> i'll say in regards to the negative comments negative or, the, comments? or the, 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 the that negativity how many percent women are and men are doing i that? would probably say I would probably say about 60, 70% is men, but my demographics is overwhelmingly men. Of course. So the fact that I have even like a 30% negativity from women yeah. is that it shouldn't even be there. That makes perfect sense. Compared to the fact that I have, a, you know, most of the people that are following me are men. For many reasons. So, <laughs> it's my humor, that's the You're the funniest person on the planet. <laughs> but, you know, I just sometimes get so surprised by sometimes how negative people are, just in general. Yeah. Because um, I know they would never say that to me on the street. 100%. Ever. They probably think it. Yeah. But they would never say that to me on the street. I stopped and, reading comments a long time ago. <laughs> that's why I was yeah. like, you know, I don't care what other people think. Yeah. I don't accept or tolerate tyranny in my comments. You yeah. just get blocked. I love it. I'm on that same energy as well. So do you feel as though in today's world, are a lot of men confident? Better question. Where is the, 
What place do you meet the most men? Is it in person or on the internet? Internet. Internet. Internet, yeah. In person, how many, is it, how often is it that men who you find attractive approach you? I would say if I look like this, maybe well, your neighbors. <laughs> Listen, the other, not my neighbors. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll get, you know, a few if I look like this. But you know what's so funny? It's like I'll be in my scrubs at work and I'll get way more guys that hit on me. Really? Yeah, I'll be crusty looking. Well, not that crusty. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'm not wearing much makeup at all at yeah. work and I have my scrubs. And it's funny because I'll be wearing my face mask. And I'd be like, hey, shawty. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, your doctor, your appointment's in 15 minutes. Like, mm. take a seat. <laughs> you know, so I think it's probably, I think that plays a part in the fact that I probably am more approachable <laughs> when yeah. I'm dressed down. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but no, I definitely, uh, way more on social media yeah. than in person. Yeah. Because I, I think, I was always curious about that because do you have a, preference of how you want to meet somebody do you prefer in person over social you don't care so if i get to meet someone like if someone introduces me i really don't care yeah um but getting to know someone it has to be in person of course you're getting to it know yeah to, of course because there are you you'd be surprised um there are a few guys that'll hit me up and they'll try to have this thing where they'll keep me like in the DMs or text messaging over the phone for months. Really? Yeah, because they won't they, even want to call you. No, they'll call. I'm about they'll to wanna, say. They'll want to call. Yeah. I don't like that because it doesn't allow me to feel you out. Mm. So how I feel their strategy is is like let me talk to her and do this whole few months thing, and then when I'm able to fly out to see her, it'll be game. Uh, right? <laughs> like, uh, you, and I'm like, no. You planted some seeds. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm like, you try to get me emotionally attached mm. um, by just talking and sweet talking and being all cute. And I'm like, no, I want to meet you in person because you can't fake it in person. 100%. You can't fake it. You, you know, vi we're, we're social creatures. Mm -hmm. This social media stuff is so brand new. It's like 20 years and millions of years where people were evolved to understand human interaction in physical content. Uh, contact yeah. and you know eye contact body language even just how one another smells you know all of those things play a part and on social media it's scary you can create whoever you want and 100%. you can pretend to be whoever you want because you don't have to respond immediately yeah. you can respond even a few minutes you know you can craft this response that will magically perfectly aligned <laughs> person, yeah, you know, yeah, and you yeah. can't do that in real life. 100%. Out of these four attributes, which one do men that you meet lack the most? Mm -hmm. Physical attractiveness, Okay. financial stability, emotional health, or spiritual foundation? Out of those four things, physical attractiveness, financial stability, emotional health, and spiritual foundation out of those four things, which do men lack the most? I would say there's two. Okay, let's go. I don't date particularly handsome men. Really? So they won't be GQ famous. Really? No. Um, because I've gone on dates with handsome guys, but the guys that I tend to be attracted to are 
really funny or outgoing. They have a really big personality and oftentimes, um, not a lot of the time does it always equal a handsome face. <laughs> God can't <laughs> give you everything. <laughs> well, what I always say is it's better to have someone who's funny than good looking because if they're hot and they're not funny, you're gonna be miserable. Whereas if they're funny and they're not particularly good looking, you can still get it on with the lights on, right? <laughs> I love it. Right, you don't, really, you don't need to see to do, you know, to have and an enjoy each other, right? Um, so, but <laughs> aside from all the jokes, I would say probably emotional well-being. Okay. Um, because everyone has a history and has, has a past. And some people allow their past to infect their present. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that that's one thing that if I could really change, it would be the fact that the guys I've encountered always have some baggage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it really just blows it sometimes. Out of those four things, which one do they have the most? Physical, emotional, spiritual, financial. Which one would you say, if emotional and physical are the least, which one would you say is the most? There was financial and what was and the spiritual. spiritual? Uh, I would say they have those equally. Okay. I would say they have those equally um, because, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they're well off financially because they're rich. I would say it's because they are very ambitious men. Okay. I don't like lazy men. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be surprised. I know some girls that are taking care of some guys. So. Hey, they might, they might be taking care of them too. Yeah, you right? know what I mean? <laughs> but um, no, I would say that um, they're they're pretty much equal spiritually and financially. financially. So you said they're lacking emotionally because of past trauma. What is the most consistent thing that men have not healed from or what have they have not improved that causes the past trauma? I would say the relationship with their mom. Mm, mm, and mm, mm. because their mom I, I blame mothers. Oh, I blame go ahead. moms. I don't Please. blame the guy the guys, but um, I would say their traumas with their mom and then they hold on to some chick that did them dirty. You know, like this you know, Susie Q from second grade <laughs> went with another boy yeah. to, you know, play on the swing set and is it, is it, it safe to say that the trauma from mom and the girl from second grade, so when something that you do makes them feel that way, it triggers a maybe not an a violent but an aggressive response to them? Or does it cause them to shut down? It causes them to shut down because yeah. So, and that's why I blame mom, because mom coddles their son. Mm. That's what mom does. Yeah. Uh, I, at the clinic I work at, the worst patients are the ones with the moms that baby them. They, they've caused probably 90% of their issues wow. up in here. Um, you know, because they'll come in with depression and anxiety, and the mom is so neurotic. They mm. don't even let that boy fart in peace. Mm. Like, he can't do anything without her being on him 24-7. The medications, the doctor's appointments, um, getting there, uh, counting the pills, and making sure he's telling the doctor X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh my God, you're stressing me out. <laughs> I need to see a psychiatrist. Yeah. And I've seen that in the guys that I've dated. They have mothers that coddle them. Yeah. They don't, and there's, I understand the desire to want to make sure your son is protected, 
right? And that you don't let all these evil people come and ruin them, but to the point where you handicap him. This is so, it's, it's so it's, powerful. Ugh. Are you familiar with um, Jordan Peterson and obviously last psychologist concept of the devouring mother? Uh, no. You would love this, okay? <laughs> I so, probably would. Uh, you would love this. So this is awesome Disney movie. I'm going to send it to you. It's a Disney short film about, mm -hmm. about this idea, so I'll, I'll share it with you briefly. So this lady in China who wishes that she had a son. She's been barren for like 40 years. She's like mm -hmm. six years old. She wishes she had a son, could never have a son. One day she prays to the ancestors, please give me a son. And she's cooking dinner, and one of the dumplings becomes a, a child. Mm. She's happy. Thank God a miracle happened. I have my baby. She loves it. She cares for it. You know, she's always providing for, always there for the child. Then all of a sudden, 10 years go by. The child becomes a little bit more independent. Instead of wanting to sit and cuddle, he wants to go and play with his friends. Mm -hmm. Instead of wanting to, you know, have tea time with mom, he wants to go out and hit the baseball with the boys. Yeah. And so these things continue and continue. And the mom is hurt and, and shares her frustration and her pain. The kid is 18, meets this woman. He's in love with her. Mom is like, oh, you're leaving me. You're never there for me, this, that, and the third. Fast forward, the kid's like 25. Has like a mustache, you know what I mean? He's still, still a dumpling. He's like a dumpling. Like, man, like a dumpling. It's a funny story. He has a mustache. He's, he's about to leave the house one day. He's like, I'm about to, this is my girl. She's outside. I'm about to go leave. I'm about to leave the house. The mom is crying. And he's like, mama, you know, I got to go. The mom grabs him. Mom, I gotta go. Mom grabs him. No, you can't go. You can't go. Mom, I'm gonna go. Da, da, da. The mom grabs him, eats him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Swallows him alive. Yeah. And then, movie's over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys watch the end. I'll let, I'll let you guys watch it. It's really powerful. But that's symbolic to the idea of the devouring mother. Yep. She, in order to keep her kids to herself, she will devour them emotionally, spiritually, financially. She will really hinder them. Yeah. And so this is interesting concept I learned at the age of 20 about the cutting of the umbilical cord. Yes. So usually there's a physical cutting of the umbilical cord that's symbolic to the child is now an independent entity that now can feed itself yep. outside of the mother's provision. Exactly. There also needs to be a spiritual cutting of the umbilical cord yep. where the where the boy becomes his own man yes but for a lot of men today yes. they're still connected yes. to the mom and they're unable to exist on their own because they have not cut the umbilical cord yes and it's so devastating to see because you'll have really capable men but they are handicapped because of their mom mm -hmm. and it's almost um, they call it um emotional incest and I really think it's true because we had this uh, one lady she would always by mistake call her son my man yeah and I'm like that's your son, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's your yeah. son. Yeah. and there's a lot of women who do it and I think it's because they couldn't make it work in their relationship with their their actual man yeah. so they take it out on their son they make it his responsibility I'm like that's not his responsibility he's supposed to be your son you're supposed to protect him he's not supposed to sit here it's it's not a two-way street you're his mother right mm -hmm. he's supposed to you're supposed to grow him up and show him what a woman is supposed to be like and what a good wife is supposed to be like that's that's what they're you are your emblematic of it's the same thing for a daughter with her father i have a very very close relationship with my dad and his relationship the, the relationship we've bonded is 
emblematic of what I aspire to have with a husband one day. And that's because I know what to look for in a good man, right? And that's what a woman is supposed to be to her son, not to keep him for herself. That's so powerful. A book that I love that you probably should check out is called More Than Just Race, The Difficulties of Being Black and Poor in the Inner City, an amazing book. And in the book, they talk about um, hot topic about mm -hmm. abortion. Yeah. And he's curious because in a lot of these low income communities, the abortion rates are some of the lowest in the world. Mm -hmm. and, and then at first he was like, maybe it's because they don't have access to it. Finds out all these women have all these government programs to have access to it. And I'm not obviously justifying this behavior. I'm just explaining what this author was thinking. He said, why do these women who are poor have no resources, have no support? Why are they the least likely to get an abortion? He asked the women, why did you keep your kid? Why did he interview thousands of women? Why did they keep their kid? And the biggest reason that why they kept their kids because I never had love, so I want to experience love. Yeah. Beautiful, dangerous. Fair. It's beautiful because every mother deserves the love of a child. Right. Beautiful. It's dangerous because he's not your lover. He's well, it's selfish, you know. Oh, I want to experience love. She well, said it, not me. <laughs> it's selfish. Yeah. You, you're, you're bringing in a human being into the world. It's not a dog. It's not a pet. It's mm. not, you know, this little, it's supposed to entertain me. No, you're building, you're, this is a real human you're making that will have an impact, yeah. big or small. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're going to make a negative impact because he is going to look for a woman that's exactly like you. And if he can't find it, he's just going to stay stuck to you. And you're basically creating this big old infant. Yeah. Just a massive infant that just feeds. So powerful. And, and that's what uh, I believe Dr. Peterson had said at one time where he said that's the importance of having two parent households. 100%. Because the mother and the father all have something important yes. to give a child. Now, no, you know, like, I'm not going to take away from single parents, right? That, that's amazing. But if you can have both, why not? Why wouldn't you want to maximize the blessing you can give to a child by giving them best of both worlds and then giving them the best possible future they could have? I agree with you 100%. And I, and I think that's one of the things I've realized with the rise of feminine men is that so many men are used to mommy taking care of them. Now in a the partner, they want a woman to take care of them. I did a video about this a couple of months ago and I got so many messages from men who said, my whole life, I had the perception that, that my wife was supposed to take care of me the way mom did. Yeah. And they did not realize that they had their own identity as, as a man to take care of themselves. Yeah. And not just that, they also, a lot of men come come with the mindset that I'm called to serve my mother and serve my woman. Because like you said, mom gives birth to them in a very selfish way where they're actually created not for, not for her to give to them, but for the child to give to her. Mm -hmm. And so now the child has this mindset that, okay, as a man, I'm called to do everything for women. Yeah. And here's what happens. Those guys become nice guys. They're those nice. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate the that. Most, the most, the biggest turn off <laughs> on the planet <laughs> is that nice guy panderer. I'm going to make women happy. I'm going to say everything that makes you happy. I'm going to coddle your feelings. And like you said at the beginning, it's so inauthentic. It's so in. Mom loves it. 
See, mom doesn't care. Because mom. she knows it's not going to get him nothing. Exactly. You know, it's not, so he said right here with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mom loves it. And mom just loves you being obedient. Yeah. But a real woman wants you to be a leader. Yes. And a leader at times is not obedient, especially when the person that he's following is telling him to go down the wrong path. Yeah. And so I think one of my work with nice guys, and Dr. Robert Glover is a beast mm -hmm. when it comes to this, but um, with nice guys is realizing to cut that umbilical cord and as a man, have your own identity. Yeah. Stand for what you believe in. And the hardest thing yeah. that every guy has to do is to sit down his mother and tell him, mom, enough is enough. Yeah. I tell the story all the time. When I was born on October 22nd, <laughs> I came out the womb. <laughs> As a little baby, the doctor was gonna cut the cord. I grabbed the cord myself. Yeah, I cut it. my freaking mom's umbilical cord myself. Never been subservient to it. You know, but as a man, you have to. Yeah. You have to, and I just think, unfortunately, in today's society, we have so many weak men because they're raised to be subservient to women. Yes, and to touch on the nice guy, because yeah. I can't stand nice guys. <laughs> there's nothing, that's, there's just nothing good that comes out of, it's just a huge red flag when I hear nice guy, because when I hear nice guy, I hear weak man. Mm. I hear a guy that has no standards, he has no backbone, he has no balls. Mm. He can't stand up for anything. And if you can't stand up for anything, you're gonna fall for everything. Nice. You know, it, it, it's just, to me, I was just like, nice, what does that even mean? You know, I'm nice to the person who gave me my food at McDonald's. <laughs> Why would I wanna be nice to a woman I'm interested in? I wanna be a good man to her. Mm. I wanna be, I, I have these values, and her and I are gonna communicate what those what I'm willing to put up with and what she's willing to put up with. And if she doesn't put up with or doesn't necessarily like a certain value that I hold, well, I'm either gonna have to cut her off or we're gonna have to negotiate something. Yeah. But a nice guy would just roll over. 100%. Just roll over. And that's not being nice. It's not. And it's, it's not. And it's being deceptive. Very. And, and what also people don't realize, nice guys usually are the most abusive. And here's what I mean by that. Because they hold so much stuff in, when they let it out, it's usually when they beat them, when they strike them, when they really do physical damage to them. I have this story. Uh, there is this guy I know. And we had been talking for a few weeks. And then this girl DMs me. She's like, hey, you already know what it is. You already know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, are you talking to him? I, I can assume, because this is a new one, that yeah. she's coming to say, hey, that's mine, right? Yeah. And it was. She was like, hey, have you been talking to such and such? Yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, we've been texting for a few weeks and she was like, well, he's my man. And so I confront him about it. He was like, no, 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 that's not what it is. She's just crazy. <laughs> She's like, she has the wrong Joe. Yeah. <laughs> John, whatever, she has the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's like, hey, look, we, we hung out once, but I never saw her again after that. Mm. I don't know why she keeps on contacting people because yeah. it's not true. Mm. I was just like, okay. So I go to her and I'm just like, he says you're crazy. He says you're crazy, you're delusional, you need help. And she sends all of these receipts. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she was ready. Truth. She was ready. It was like she knew that he was going to deny yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I go to him, I was just like, well, there's two things, right? She has all these receipts, so either you're a liar or you know, like what's going on? Yeah. And he was like, okay, so you know, I'm such a nice guy. 
<laughs> I couldn't let her down. Mm. That's why I kept talking to her because I just couldn't find a way to tell her that I wasn't interested. Mm. The text messages were talking about how he was excited to see her and he couldn't wait to hit it from the back. Oh, wow. Hey. <laughs> right? And I'm like, well, you're just so nice, right? That's just your way of not being able to let, you know, let her down. You just have to take that opportunity. Yeah. You know, how many, you know, you just break her heart if you didn't do that for her, right? <laughs> and, oh, and so that's the thing about, and yeah. I, you know, after that, I was just like, man, yeah. I'm not interested. It's yeah. only been like two weeks. Yeah. Too much. hundred percent. Too much. It's it's not worth it. Yeah. And he and she was really tore up about it. I actually felt um, really really bad for her because she was like, you know, he tells me he loves me, but he does all of this all the time. He's always following girls. He's always in contact with girls. He's always trying to find girls out. I don't understand why he keeps doing this to me. Uh, if he says he loves me, mm-hmm. I was like, because he's not showing you he loves you. Yeah. He's just saying it. He's That's a nice deep. guy. He's. He's gonna say whatever is nice yeah. to make you happy. Mm. So that's my thing. About it. I don't like them. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a real thing. And, and and I did a video a couple of weeks ago, and, and it was about the most masculine thing a man can do, in my opinion, is be honest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And 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 I meant it because as a masculine man, you know who you are. Yeah. And your word is bond. Yeah. So you don't mince your words. Nope. You don't you don't change your words to please people. You're not bending over for anybody. Nope. What you say is how things are. People can accept it or they can reject it. Yep. And so a, a masculine man, in my opinion, is a man who tells the world for tells people the way he wants to live in the world. Yeah. And if you are a guy, and am I am I condoning this? <laughs> but if you are a guy and you have a woman, and maybe you want a couple more, not condoning this. <laughs> just saying if it happened. If you're honest and letting her and the others know what's going on, you're honest. Yeah. But the nice guy is deceptive, is manipulative, yeah. hides in the darkness. And so to me, one of the things I'm trying to, even myself, is as a man, how can you be as honest as possible? Going back to identity. Yeah. How can you know who you are? How can you stand for your values, your principles, and be as honest as possible with people? And for a lot of guys, it's it's so scary. Yeah. Because like you said, mom has <laughs> broken their spirit so much. Yep. And other people as well, Susie in the second grade. <laughs> yeah, yes. We have to talk about her. <laughs> you know, broken their spirit so much that he lacks that confidence to speak his honest truth but what guys don't realize is the moment you start speaking your honest truth watch the reception that you have from the women in your life yes um and that mostly goes back to mom and how you raise your kids my dad my parents my mom and my dad phenomenal because what they allowed me and my sister to do growing up was make mistakes and it didn't, they were they didn't hold our hand they were just kind of at the edge of the cliff and they're like if you fall i got you yeah. right and that's how you find out who you are is by doing things and making mistakes and then learning from those mistakes and having a strong support system to tell you okay let's regroup let's go back to square one and let's figure out where the the errors in this journey went and then let's just move on you know let's not stay stuck in the past let's just move on and to do that and to find yourself is what builds a strong character and what I feel builds a great man because I don't want to hear about how great you are when everything's fluffy. 
No one cares. Everyone's great when their day is going great. You know, how happy are you going to be if you get a million dollars? Perfect. <laughs> Nothing is wrong in my life, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you are down bad, that's where you show your character. That's where your your uh, personality comes out and the strength of your character comes out. And all the things that you learned from your past, that's who you really are, mm. right? And that's what I tell guys is like, I don't care how you treat people when you like them. Yeah. You're not gonna be horrible to them if you like them. I wanna see how you are when you when someone puts you in a position that you're not comfortable in. Mm. If so you come across someone you don't care for, if you get your feelings hurt, <laughs> you know? It's like, that's where your true character comes out as a man. Mm. If you're down bad, you're, you're, you're down to your last cent. What are you willing to do? Some people are willing to steal and connive and deceive and some are willing to go out and work and bust their ass and and be kind and compassionate still. So it all it all comes down to what you're made of. If I had an opinion that everyone could hear, yeah. that men could hear, that women would really, all right, I would love <laughs> Hey, if you want to talk to your Olympia, listen to this following uh, statement. Right. It's, <laughs> Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to look foolish. Make your mistakes, learn from them, and allow it to make you better. I have a question about that. Here's what I, here's my experience. Mm -hmm. Beautiful woman. Right. You get met DMs? Yeah. <laughs> you get DMs. Yeah. Guys approach you. Is it safe to say that you have options that you can consider in regards to dating? I want to say yes and no. Yes, because they are options. If mm -hmm. I was willing to just pick whoever, yes. yeah, it'd be an option. But if you are trying to look for something of substance, it's hard. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but options to get to know them to see if there's substance. Is it safe to say that you have that? Yeah. Cool. So when I, when I was younger, one of the challenges I would face is I love what you said about how men should make mistakes. One of the challenges I face in the digital world is a lot of women's inability to allow men to make mistakes. Yes, I agree with that. You know, and so what happened is that if I'm talking to a girl, I'm handsome, I'm intelligent, I'm successful. She doesn't know all the great things about me, but she can see enough about me. I make a mistake. Not even a mistake like I, like I'm talking, talking to each other, said something she didn't like. Made a joke that was inappropriate. I make a lot of inappropriate jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Made a joke that was inappropriate, right. you know what I mean? And then that situation cut off. Mm -hmm. You're done. So a lot of men have noticed that in a relation, when getting to know women, this is how I described it. It's like having a baby. Mm -hmm. All right. A lot of women, the first month they're pregnant, they don't share that they're pregnant. Why? Because that's they're still in a high risk period where miscarriage can happen. Mm -hmm. So they usually wait after the first trimester to be able to announce it because now it's solid. Right. So that first month, they don't say anything because they don't want something to happen and then people say what happened and then they have to unfortunately tell the right. news. Relationships to me was like that. That first month <laughs> is the highest of the risk. Anything could happen. It's, it's so unlikely for things to continue. So a lot of men feel the, the, the need to step on eggshells in during that period of time because they know that if I can just get past this three month period, right? Then, you know, I can get her emotionally attached. Yes, and now, I'm, you know, now you like that, I can go ahead and kill it, my true colors. And so it took me a lot of confidence to be at that point of a man where I realized, yo, if I make a mistake, 
and you leave, that's on you, not me. Yep. Because I pray for a woman who's forgiven. Yes. She understands how God has forgiven her and she extends to other people. Yes. So if you're a one or done that doesn't work for me. So I was able to be confident in who God made me to be to be able to discard that. But for a lot of men, they may not be at that point. And I, what would you say to those I guys? would. I really feel for them, honestly, because especially in this climate, everything is so stigmatized. I mean, you you know, you breathe the wrong way, you look the wrong way, you're doxxed, you know, you lose your job and yeah. your life is over, right? And I do, I agree. I think that's something that a lot of women struggle with. And I think that's why a lot of women are alone. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because they're so, the minute a guy steps the wrong way, they're like, ah, no, mm -mm, done. Not dealing with it, he's toxic. Nah, I don't have that in my life. I'm gonna wait until I meet Prince Charming. Mm. Because they've been so scarred from probably past relationships. You know, everyone has a past, men and women. And so women get really protective because we're emotional creatures and we invest so much emotion if we really like a guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> that the next time, if that doesn't work out, you're high alert. Yeah. Your guards are up. 100%. And a lot of women get into this really bad habit where for the first three months, instead of just enjoying themselves, and literally, this is just a stranger you're meeting. You're just trying to figure out if y'all mesh together. Yeah. They are like, well, if he doesn't get it right the first time, I'm not investing at all. Mm. And so what I was taught was don't rush it. Yeah. My dad would tell me this all the time. He was like, guys are gonna make mistakes. Don't rush it. Make, he would always tell me to take three months, this 90 days and just have fun the 90 days. I'm not even talking about if you want to, and this is someone that if they have, you know, skeletons in their closet and you're okay with that, then, you know, you can go ahead and sleep with them. I personally wouldn't. I would want to take my time because I want to know who you are. I want to know, I want to get a list of all your good and your bad, right? And I want to weigh those out. So you're going to make mistakes and I would want you to make mistakes because if you make mistakes, I want to see how you rebound from your mistakes, mm. right? It's really important. People are not just their social media pages. They're very dynamic, dimensional creatures. And it's really unrealistic to think that a man or a woman isn't going to make a mistake in the first few months of meeting them and trying to get to know them. Everyone's going to make mistakes. That's powerful. Right? I think to me, what stood out to me the most about your story is what you said initially about that two-parent household and that family. Yeah. Because what happens for a lot of women, this is one of the things I've noticed as well, men and women, you know, men is a mother wound, women is a father wound. Yep. When a woman has that negative experience from a man, mm -hmm. either father was not there or father was there and doing a bad job, then her view of men becomes negative. Yep. So she filters all male behavior as primarily negative. Mm -hmm. A woman such as yourself, great father, present, not perfect but he was a human and you saw him rebound you have this understanding that men are not superheroes yeah. men are people too yes. so that gives you the ability to have so much reason and understanding where a lot of women who don't come from that father background aren't able to have that yeah so the um, message of today is parents yeah <laughs> parents and be better parents. yeah definitely be parents <laughs> Be better you parents. can screw up your kids. <laughs> um, no, exactly. And um, if you don't have a strong foundation with your parents, 
you're going to, wherever your defect is, it's going to show in your relationships. 100%. It's going to show in your relationships. 100%. And um, that's where I see with a lot of women is um, they get scared to be in relationships. You can't be afraid. Um, it's hard to deal with other people. I have arguments with my parents and my sister and I don't like them all the time, but I love them. Um, and it should be the same for the relationship you're trying to build with someone. Is yeah. You're not going to like them all the time and you don't have to, um, especially in a long-term relationship. Of course. Um, but your love for them and your understanding with them and that bond, that friendship that you have has to outweigh the negative. I love it. And that starts in the first three months when you're meeting someone. Mm. I don't I don't know. Some people, like you said, they want to hide it in the first three months. No, I'm going to say it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it all out of the yeah. way. What are your values? You know, what's important to you? Uh, what's your future? What are your goals? Um, is family important? Do you, you know, all those kind of questions. People get afraid of them, but it's like, well, I would want to know now because if I wait three months or if I wait a year and we don't mesh, you know, you like, you know, you, you don't want kids and I want kids or you have, you want to be a polygamist, with, you know, <laughs> living like a Quaker, living yeah. in Canada and in the woodlands. Yeah. It's like, and I don't want to do that. I want to be a Kardashian in LA. Yeah. Not, that's not going to really work. 100%. So you need to figure all that out in the first few 100%. months. I agree. I said relationships to me are like quicksand. The longer you're in it, the harder it is to get out. Yep. So the key is that before you get in it, you need to make sure that you want to stay in it, which yep. is these asking the hard questions initially before you invest in them physically <laughs> as well as emotionally. And that, exactly. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be like a little questionnaire checkoff, you know, in the first place. <laughs> you'll get there eventually, yeah. but don't jump in with both feet until you know what you're dealing with because that's where the you wake up one day 20 years later and you're like, wow. I, Who is this person? Yeah. yeah. And then you don't leave ever because you're so terrified the fact that you've invested so much time into this person. You're just like, well, I'm just going to stay because what are my options? 100%. That's not healthy. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Kalinthia, I thoroughly enjoyed today's conversation. You were a natural. (laughs) You were a natural. So where can people find you at? Um, so I have my Instagram, um, shalanthia.joy, I think that's what it is. <laughs> I've never had to do that before, <laughs> but if you just type in shalanthia, you're bound to find me. <laughs> There's not many. Um, that's normally where I'm at is Instagram. Um, and then Twitter and TikTok are kind of the same thing. Same handle, shalanthia.joy. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Guys, ladies, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's conversation. You know how we get down here at The Roommates. Please, we have to share a lengthy and let her know what about the podcast stood out to you. All positive vibes only. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> My name is Hafiz and I'm joined by... Shalinthia. Thank you guys and have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>